Yo, 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 what's going on? Today is Monday, March 7, 2022. Time is 9.59 a.m. Eastern Time. You're on with another episode of The Bridge, episode 105 of The Bridge. Get out, Big Marn Brown, Big Kush, King Kush is all the same. Here, bringing my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives, things that we talk about, mainly sports, politics, current events on a local, national, and global level, things that's going on in our everyday lives. Uh, a few topics that we're going to jump into today. Uh, House, House passes a, a major major bill that should have been passed a long time ago. Uh, baseball cancels its first five games, series of the new sound, of the new season that's um, coming up. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to get into some other news as far as the um, Indiana teacher that was arrested for attacking a student. Uh, news on the Amtrak engineer that was found out guilty. Um, and we're also going to get into some more news about the war on Ukraine. But as of always, we're going to start off with the, uh, some COVID and vaccine updates. As of right now, there are 79.2 million cases of COVID here in the United States. Over 957,000 people have died as a result of COVID-19. Uh, vaccine updates, 555 million doses have been given. 215 million people have been fully vaccinated, which is at a rate of 65.4%. I'll read those numbers again. 79.2 million cases of COVID here in the United States. Over 957,000 people have died as a result of COVID-19. 555 million doses of vaccines have been given. 215 million people have been fully vaccinated, which is at a rate of 65.4%. Uh, other COVID-related news, uh, mask mandates have been pretty much lifted here in the city of Philadelphia, which I live, which is where I live. Um, if you, you still have to wear masks in, if I'm not mistaken, public transportation, federal buildings such as hospitals or court offices or, or city halls, that, things of that nature and in schools. But uh, the mask mandate has been pretty much lifted. You can still wear masks if you want to, but you are not required to in all venues. So the mask mandate has been lifted, and I would say the mask mandate has been lifted because a lot of people have gotten have really gotten vaccinated, which you should. If you have not done so yet, you need to go do so. These numbers are only going to continue to go downward if more and more people get vaccinated and more and more people get the booster shot. That's how these mandates how these mandates get lifted until more and more people get vaccinated. That's the only way to combat this. That's the only way to not not eliminate this problem. I'll say that again because I've I myself have had I've had COVID. So you're not going to eliminate the problem, but you can reduce the problem if you go get vaccinated and go get the booster shot. That's how these mask mandates have been lifted because more and more people, the numbers are going down. And I think that, I, in my opinion, the numbers are going down is because more and more people are getting vaccinated. That's the only way to combat this. That's the only way that we're going to survive this pandemic that has been raging on for almost over two years now. Um so, people, please, if you have not done so, please go get vaccinated. Please go get the booster shot if you, if you are eligible to do so. Um, and so, right now, I'm looking at CNN. It says Russia attacking evac, evacu, uh, evacuation routes over in Ukraine. The war in Ukraine has uh, took its toll on everybody worldwide. I'm seeing here now civilians that were living with no power or water in Maripol, Ukraine. Um, it's just. It's, it's, how gas prices, like I said, over here in the country, um, the gas prices here in Philadelphia are over $4 a gallon. I saw in some places like California and I believe in Chicago, they were up to $6 a gallon. 
So this war in with Russia declaring war on Ukraine and attacking Ukraine, it's not affecting everything. It's not affecting things just overseas. It's affecting things here. And as a country here in the United States, I just wonder, are we ever going to get to a period where we have, will we really take clean energy seriously? Are we ever going to get to a point where we stop depending on other countries for fuel and resources? We're going to do, we're going to make a conscious effort, a real conscious effort to depend to make clean energy, more jobs, more, 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 more companies, more franchises that, that strictly depend on making energy efficient, clean energy, and I know the bill was passed, but we because every time there's a war, you notice every single time that there's a war, gas prices go up, the price of food goes up, the price of fuel goes up, resources that we depend that we have to depend on other countries, it affects everything here. So that this is just, I really hope that this is a wake up call that we need to take these things more seriously and not just put it in the bill and say we're going to pass this and we're going to pass that, but we actually take these things more seriously because every time we go to war, these things are going to continue to happen. So my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to the people of the Ukraine who are living over there without any, without any power, without any uh, water, barely any food, the people who are trying to evacuate, the people who are trying to get out, who have nothing to do with this, but because they're over there, they're the victims of this. And it's just the fact that Russia is targeting human corridors, they're attacking civilians, they're attacking soldiers, they're attacking anybody, they don't care. This is, this is just a full-on, we're, we're going to attack anything, we're going to hit anything that moves. So my thoughts and prayers are definitely going out to the people of Ukraine and the people who are trying to get out of that country who have nothing to do with the, the politics or, or the war issues that's going on over there. So people, please, when you say it, when you, when you pray today or in tonight and all day, think of the people of the Ukraine. Think about the innocent people who are suffering over there who have nothing to do with this but simply are the victims over there because they live over there. Um, saying the mayor, Paul, deputy mayor, saying now we face war crimes hour by hour. Hour by hour. That's sometimes minute by minute. That means more and more innocent people who are going to suffer and, unfortunately, who are going to die because of this war. So people just say a prayer, prayers, and do whatever you can to support those, especially if you know someone who lives over here in the, in the United States who is from the Ukraine or who has family members or friends over there, please consider them in your prayers and think of them. Uh, let's get into some sports real quick. Let's get into some action. The association known as the NBA had several good games yesterday. Um, the Brooklyn Nets took on the Boston Celtics with a, a classic game. Jason Tatum, he showed out. I believe he had 54 points. Uh, Kevin Garnett had 37 points to lead the Nets. Also, congratulations to Kevin Garnett. He reached, I, mean, I'm not, I mean, Kevin Durant. He uh, reached 25,000 career points yesterday, but the Boston Celtics took down the Brooklyn Nets 126-120. In the other games from yesterday, the Milwaukee Bucks took on the Phoenix Suns, and the Milwaukee Bucks uh, took down the Phoenix Suns by a score of 132-122. I believe Chris Middleton had 44 points to lead all scores, and when, he hit, when he's hitting like that, Milwaukee is a tough team to beat. Houston Rockets defeated the Memphis Grizzlies in the shocker last night, 123-112. Cleveland Cavaliers defeated the Toronto Raptors, 104-296. And the New York Knicks defeated the um, Los Angeles Clippers, 
293. So that was the uh, recap of the games that happened yesterday in the NBA. Uh, getting to some other news, um, sports-related news. Uh, baseball cancels its first two series of this season because they are still in the lockout processes. Uh, both sides seem to be locked in. And it's just a case now who's going to compromise and who's going to come to the table and say, okay, you give us this, we'll give you that. You give us this, we'll give you that. Uh, they're looking at possibly the amount of games. It's always been an argument that baseball has too many games. They, they've not caught up with the NFL or the NBA by any means. The games are too long. The games are it's – just, it's, it's a lot that goes in with baseball. That if you're not a real fan of baseball, you will lose interest pretty quick. And they've not modernized the game, and they're losing viewership. And it's just what are they going to do in order to improve the game of baseball because baseball is okay. I like to watch it, but to me, the only time I like to watch it is during the playoffs because that's the only time it's interesting to me because the games are too long, there's no time limit, and sometimes you have these games that can go on for three or four hours, and you're not doing anything to catch the eye of the people, especially of the younger generation, who may be 25 years or younger, who are they're so caught up with the NBA and the NFL because it's fast-paced, it's action, it's, it's time limits, it's it's things that's going to draw them in. Baseball has not done that because they're so they're still living on the stigma that they're still living on the um, facade that we still America's pastime. And you are, yeah, you're in the, the key word is past. You're living in the past because the other two sports are blowing them out of the water because they have not caught up. They've not done anything to modernize it. And as a result, it shows in ratings, it shows in attendance, it shows now you're having the players and now the players are going against the owners, and they're in a lockout situation. So just wondering how long is it going to last. And it's like they're saying the opening day could be the middle of May. But is it, is it to the point where when you do decide to um, have opening day, are the people going to care? And that's sad because um, April 15th is a very important day um, in baseball history and sports history and just history period because – that was the day that allowed Jack, uh, Jackie Robinson came up and became the first African-American to play in Major League Baseball. So it's a shame that that day in particular might not happen because of this lockout. And I believe it would, it would be uh, 75 years, if I'm not mistaken, close to 50 or 60-plus years on April 15th of this day that he was uh, April 15th that the day he was allowed to play in the Major League. So that would be a shame if that happened that that doesn't happen because of this lockout. But we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um wanna talk about some other things real quick. Um the House passes a bill making lynching a federal hate crime. I saw that last week. Finally. It only took over a half a century for this bill to finally be passed. And the fact that it took so long is a crime in itself. Um the victims, the people of lynching the names from Emmett Till all the way down to the modern lynching of George Floyd that happened two years ago and all the ones in between. The fact that it took this long to make lynching a federal hate crime is a shame. It's despicable. And I'm hoping that there and the people to say the vote passed 422 to 3. And the three people, I believe, um, and the three people that voted against this is just. How how can you how can you stand there and say that you're for this bill not being passed 
What is your what is your reasoning behind that? What is what what could you possibly bring to the table that can say that this bill should not be this should not be a federal bill? That lynching should not be a hate crime. What could you possibly say in the defense of that? And it's just amazing that you that 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 the spirit, the evil, and the hatred of racism that even in 2022 is just the fact that you can vote against that, something that should have been voted for by all parties, by the House and the Senate and all members of Congress, any politician that's any worth, any, worth anything in salt should have passed this bill many decades, many decades ago. And the fact that in 2022 is now just now getting passed, it's an atrocity. It's a it's pathetic, but it's finally passed. So here we are. Um, Governor DeSantis, I guess I said his name right out of Florida. Uh, during one of his speeches, there was a group of young people standing behind him that were wearing masks, and he was just basically yelling at them for basically wearing masks, for staying safe, saying that there was, there was all it was an hypocrisy, it's conspiracy. Why are you feeding into it? And I'm like, they're staying safe. If a person chooses to wear a mask, this is not going there. They're choosing to protect themselves in this global pandemic that has been raging for two years now. And you're being in a position of leadership. You're, 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 you're telling them that you're yelling at them, saying that they should not have a mask on. You should take it down. You got to stop this fear, theatrics, and it's a conspiracy. Like, what that did you, you are a prick for that. I'm sorry. That's just no other way to say it. And it was mainly young people that he was standing there he was yelling this to. Way to be a great good job, buddy. Great way 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 to be a leader. Way to stand up and show people leadership. This in a global pandemic where people have died every single day, hospitals are overflowing with sick people because of this deadly virus and you're telling them that this is a conspiracy. This is all is 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 it's a big game of politics or, like, you shouldn't wear a mask because it's all made up. Yeah, way to go, Ron DeSantis. Do you happen to have the same first name as I? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, good leadership there, buddy. Yeah. Um, I saw here the Kentucky officer was found now guilty on all counts in the Breonna Taylor death um, when they uh, raided her house and shot her and killed her and basically knew that this person had nothing to do with the real person that they were looking for, but the officer was found now guilty on all counts. Um, I can't even be mad anymore because it's just to be expected in this country. Um, the no-knock warrants, the how <laughs> I made a mistake, my bad. I did not mean to do it, but your your intentions, not my intentions, but your intentions didn't change the result. Your intentions doesn't matter because the end result is that this person, this girl, was murdered in her own home and had nothing to do with the reason why you were doing a search warrant in the first place. But they they but when you <laughs> when you're black in America, man, they can just come in and just and just kill you and then nothing be done. And you're not guilty, nothing's done. No justice served. They her family have to live with this result of this verdict for the rest of their lives and they won't have justice because they're their daughter. She wasn't in the wrong place at the wrong time. She was in her home, and they came in and shot and killed her in all home, and nothing will be done about it. So what else can you say? It is what it is. Uh, January 6th news that I saw. Trump was uh, found with evidence for January 6th 
um, insurrection. We all know that. He encouraged them, told them to go down there and fight like hell. And they went down there and they vandalized him. The first subject was charged in the January 6th sedition. I believe he faces up to 8 to 10 years in prison if he is found guilty. But the ringleader, the head honcho, the person who told him to go down there and fight like hell, when is he going to be charged? When is he going to be arrested for what he's done? Because he's no longer the president. He no longer has that title to hide behind. When it was, the man has been out of office over a year now. And if you're building the case, this case must be as high as Mount Kilimanjaro. Because when, when is he going to be charged? When is, he, when, is, when is the evidence going to be enough? Okay, we have enough evidence, we have enough this, we have enough that. Arrest him. Indict him. Him and his entire family and his entire organization. The Trump crime family. So, we all knew that. Anyway, I saw an Indiana teacher was arrested for slapping a student. Um, I didn't get his name, but apparently he had been a teacher in, in the Indiana school system for a long period of time, I believe, up to 25, 30 plus years. And um, he was voted Teacher of the Year last year, if I'm not a year or two ago, if I'm not mistaken. But all that being said, it doesn't matter, my personal opinion. I don't care how many awards or accolades they give you. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how many degrees you have. And the people that were defending him, all I have to say is if that was your child that he was slapping upside the head, and basically from the video footage, he was slapping him because he had a hoodie on. We'll never probably know the full entire story, but the fact is you, a grown man, slapped a child. And the people that are defending him, my question is, if that was your child that he was slapping, how would you feel about it? How would you feel if that was your child that he hit, that he laid his hands on, that he struck? I don't care how many awards you got. I don't care how long you've been there. Once you... There are certain lines you should not cross. If you're not defending yourself, you don't put your hands on the child. I don't care. If, if it's not self-defense, you don't put your hands on a child. He crossed the line. And all those years and all those awards and every accolade and all the, and all the praise that he's getting, he, it went right out the window the moment he smacked that boy. So that's just my opinion. Amtrak engineer Brandon Boston was found not guilty in the um, derailment that happened um, in May of 2005 here in the city of Philadelphia. I believe seven to eight people were killed in that train crash. He was very emotional as the verdict was read. I'm pretty sure this has been a very um, exhausting ordeal for him. Um, a lot of mitigation, a lot of circumstances that went into the derailment. It wasn't just him speeding. It was a lot of things that went into it. But nevertheless, he was found not guilty. Hopefully, he can move on. Hopefully, the people that lost, the loved ones of the people that died, they can move on. And as the verdict was read, it's just my humble opinion that sometimes guilty or not guilty, it's just sometimes it's just not going to be enough to give people peace. It's not going to be enough to give people closure. Because when you have a tragedy like that, you're never going to be totally removed from it. You're never going to totally be able to move on from it. It's just certain things you need to put down on paper to to close that chapter, but it never it never closes that wound because seven, eight people were killed that night. It affected millions of people around the world. And so it's just, it's just a class, it just closes the chapter, but you're never, people, you're never going to be able to move on from that. And I'm pretty sure that 
there's going to be some cloud of suspicion around his name for the rest of his life because he was the engineer driving that train that night. And so he was found out guilty of it, and that's that. Um, saw recently that um, today that the Supreme Court declined to revive the Bill Cosby uh, sexual assault case. Um, as we all know, last year he was released from prison. Um, uh, his conviction was overthrown, and now that the um, district attorney, I believe the um, attorney was uh, here in Pennsylvania, wanted the Supreme Court to revive it and take it back to court, but I guess they said, no, we're not going to do that because it should have been done back in 2005 from the other attorney general, if I'm not mistaken, But and they tried to bring it up in 2015, which is why the trial went back, to, which is why they went to trial again, and he was found guilty back in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, but lack of evidence and lack of only a conviction or witness that went back to 2005, if I'm not mistaken, but... Bill Cosby is allowed to um, remain free, and I'm hoping that <laughs> the victims, it, it, it's just it's so much that you can go into in this situation regarding um, this case, but fact of remaining is they're not going to reopen it, and Bill Cosby is, is a free man to this day, so I'm going to leave it at that. Um going to say rest in peace to Johnny Brown, a.k.a. Bookman, who played on the good times. He passed away over the weekend at the age of 84. Uh, so many so many good memories if you if you watch the show Good Times like I do. Um, he, was, he was a singer, great actor, funny, always seemed to smile and seemed to light up a room every time he came into a room. So brought a lot of smiles and brought a lot of joy to people. And um, even to even the people as the younger generation who go back now and watch Good Times, his humor, his smile, he, he seems to light up a room every time he came into a room. So uh, thoughts and prayers definitely go out to the family of Johnny Brown, um, a.k.a. who played Buckman on Good Times. He passed away uh, over the weekend at the age of 84. So my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to his family. Uh, we all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. We can see each other as human, find common ground and interest, begin to pick each other's brain and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between us, all of us. Another episode of The Bridge. Get out with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush King. Kush is all the same. Just here bringing my humble opinion about things that we talk about. I will be posting this on to Anchor Podcast. I will also be posting this to uh, my Twitter page and to my Facebook page. If you have not gotten back, if you have not gotten vaccinated, please go do so. If you have and not gotten the booster shot, please go do so. Please pray for the people in Ukraine. What's going on with the, with the war that's going on in Ukraine? Pray, pray for the people here in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, the violence is just out of control. It's out of control. It's just every single day. Lord Jesus, we just need you. We need your Holy Spirit to fall and to flow through the city of Philadelphia, for this nation, around this world, Lord. That's just my relationship with God. I, I believe prayer changes things, and we need you now more than ever. And uh, so you guys have to stay safe, have a good one, and I will talk with you again next week. Peace.